0: Amen. Aren't you thankful this morning to be an American? Amen. Amen. So thankful. I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend and with your family. But always remember when we're celebrating the 4th, that all the ones that sacrificed for us to have what we have today. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for that. This is the greatest country to live in. Not everything's right in it. Not everything's perfect. But I don't see people leaving either. Amen. It's a great place. It's still a great place. God is still God. Amen? He is still God. Well, this morning I'm going to be preaching on living for and loving more God. I want to title this The God Chaser. We, need, we all need to be God Chasers. Amen? We need to be seeking after God and seeking after His love. And, and listen, God really laid this on my heart this week. Is if, if God is going to continue to use me and use everyone else in this church to reach this community, we, we've got to seek God. We can't just wait sometimes, well, when I get to church, God will be there. We have to seek after God. All the greats through the Bible, from Moses to David to the prophets, all the way to Paul in the New Testament, they they went after God. Amen? They seeked after God. And that's what God is looking for us today. If you're in a a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you know Him as your personal Savior this morning, he, He wants us to go after Him this morning. Well, we go after so many things in life, but how often do we go after God? Man, we go after hunting, we go after golfing, we go after our jobs, we go here, and and, and sometimes I have to ask myself, Lord, how much do I really love you? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, amen? And uh, I want to read a verse here, it's not where I want to head, but I... I was studying this morning. I got up early this morning and was studying. God just laid these verses on my heart about Paul. And this is where we need to be in our, in our pursuit of God. We really need to be in a pursuit for God this morning. First of all, I want to read in Jeremiah before I go to Philippians. On oh, Michelle, let's put Jeremiah 29. Most of y'all know this verse. It talks about God loves us and how He has plans for us. But look what he says. For I know the thoughts... That I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Now here's a big one. And you will seek me and find me when you search with all of your heart. Amen. That's where it said It's all about the heart this morning. How much much of God do you have in your heart? You say, Brother George, I'm I'm here. Listen, it's not about carrying a Bible. It's not about sitting in a seat. It's not about even doing the good Christian thing by attending church on Sunday. Amen? It's not about that. It's about how much of God do I have in my life? When I walk out of these doors on Sunday morning where I'm on a job Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, how many people really see God? In my life, Can they, do they know that I'm seeking God in my life? It's kind of like that couple I heard this week was they were having marriage problems, And as they went to the counselor, and the counselor listened to him for about 30, 40 minutes, and finally he just stood up and he re- walked over and he grabbed the wife by the shoulders, and he pulled her close to him, and he just laid a big, old kiss on her. He, looked, he got through and he pulled the wife away and he looked back at the husband and said, she needs this twice a week. The man, the man said without even blinking an eye, he said, I'll have her here Tuesdays and Thursdays. Amen. <laughs> we need to love. Not a fake love. We need to, we need to go after it ourselves, not somebody else. Amen. We always look at, we always see people in our Christian walk and we see them We see someone else have faith, and man, God is all over that person. Listen, God wants that for your life this morning. God don't want you to look around and see it on somebody else. He wants to see God up in your family, all around you, in in, in your home. You say, Brother George, it's kind of like a fairy tale thing to see God. It's not. It's just about seeking Him. And when you seek Him, you'll find Him if you'll seek Him with all your heart. The problem is, if you're like me, I don't always seek Him with my whole heart. There's always something that's counteracting, counterbalancing me giving God my whole heart and going after Him. And listen, this is when God really, really starts moving in a person's life and in a church's life is when they abandon everything and go after God. Are are you all agree with me this morning? I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but that's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. Amen? We need to pursue God with all of our heart. All of it. Not just a little portion on Sunday and then try to manage. Or we do this sometimes. We never go after God and seek God until we're in trouble. Help me, God. 911. 911. I know I had not been around you and had not prayed in six months, but here's your child. Thank God that He don't throw us the justice that we deserve. He still shows us mercy. Amen? The Bible says His compassions are new every morning for us. I'm thankful for that. If God didn't show mercy toward us, none of us would be sitting here. None of us would have a chance without the mercy of God. And I want to look at Paul because Paul was a man... In Philippians, y'all have heard this verse, but I just lo- this is my fav- some of my favorite verses in the New Testament that Paul wrote about going after God. Because we're, we're living in a nation today in a time that we can't afford to be casual about God. We can't afford to just, well, if God shows up, He does. If, if my kids get it in church, Brother George will preach to them. They got Sunday school. They need more than just that, guys. They need to see mom and dad seeking after and a living God. I don't want to get to heaven and, and, and have to put it off on the church to raise my kid. Amen. I knew that wouldn't get a lot of amen, but that's okay. God said preach. Amen. I, want to, I want 100... When I, listen, of anything y'all know about me, I want to be known as a pastor that went after God. Amen. amen. Not just casual... Not to stand up here and give you three-point sermon, and there's a lot of preachers that do that. Amen? I'm sorry to say, but there's a lot of churches across America, people's going to walk out these doors (laughs) earlier than us. Number one. Number two, they're going to leave out of there never feeling God, never had a conviction about a change in their heart or their life. But we got there and we impressed people because he works with me or I do business with them. That's not what it's about. I could care less when people come to this church for business. Amen. We're about the Father's business. Amen. That's what we need to be seeking. Is after Jesus Christ. And, and listen, Hunter, when he grows up and looks back, I want him to look back and say, my dad went after. Every time he's behind the pulpit, but not behind the pulpit, at home. He always went after Jesus Christ You should want that in your life Amen Amen. Each one of us should want that type of heart That goes after Jesus Christ I was reading I read a book about six weeks ago Y'all probably read it It's called Crazy Love by Francis Chan He made a little comment in there That said People You you had that comment that I give you Michelle I think I give it to you Talks about many... You'll hear this expression a lot today in church. Well, I believe in God and love God, but I don't love the church. You ever heard that? That's a cop-out. That's all that is. probably heard the expression, I believe in God, just not organized religion. I don't think people would say that if the church truly lived like we are called to live. Amen? That's why people say and do what they do but we all got to remember something guys one day we're all going to stand in front of jesus christ and answer for everything we did in this body right wrong whatever it is we're going to to stand there and answer for it and i want i want him to look at me and say man you went after me because david the man after god's own heart went after god yes he had flaws Yes, he failed. Yes, he was a sinner. Just because you go after God don't mean you're perfect. I love that David was not perfect, but he went after... Paul, fixing to read his scripture in a minute, was not perfect. He was killing Christians and persecuting the church and was on his way to do that when Jesus Christ met him on the road to Damascus and he fell off his horse, not because of a wind, because the glory of God showed up. There's nobody bigger than God. Amen. Amen. I want to read, I got to get to reading scriptures because I want, I said I wasn't going to preach for 20 minutes, but I want to get this out today. Y'all laugh, just open your Bibles up and read. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. I love this. Now listen to verse 12. Paul says, Not that I've already attained, Paul said, I'm not where I want to be spiritually. That should be a prayer for each one of us in here this morning. I'm not where I need to be with God. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. Paul said, I I hadn't attained. I'm not satisfied with it. I've wrote over half the New Testament, 13 books. I went on three missionary journeys. But I'm not satisfied with just sitting in church and going home. And if you're happy with that, God will convict you. Amen. Amen. But I'm not going to stop preaching it. Go after him. Go after him. He says, I hadn't already attained. I hadn't spiritually arrived. But he says, or am I already perfected? He says, I'm not even matured where I need to be. I'm not perfect. But, look at this. He says, I press on. That means I go after Paul said, I'm still going after God, and they're going to be cutting my head off in a few years. I, I've been beat. I've been shipwrecked. I've been stoned. I've been run out of towns, but I'm still pressing on. I'm still going to go after God. How many of us today would continually press on to God if we got stoned out of this service this morning? It don't take much for a headache to get us not to come. Amen? Y'all be honest. Y'all, a bunch of holier now, Baptists. Sundays, you got more aches and pains than any day of the week. That's just the way the devil works. Paul said, I press on. Now, why does Paul go after God? As I was reading this, I said, why why does Paul say, I, I haven't spiritually attained it all. I'm not mature where I need to be, but I press on. I'm continually following or pursuing or going after God. This is why Paul does what he does. This is why all of us should do and serve and love God. The reason why we love Him is right here in this verse. He says, I am ready and perfected, but I press on that I may not, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. That's why Paul went after God. He said, I'll never forget that salvation experience. I'll never forget it. When I met Jesus Christ on that road. And his glory shined down upon me and said, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? Paul, what are you doing? You've you got so much talent. You, got, you can be so much used in my ministry. What are you doing? And he said, I, I do what I do today because Jesus Christ laid a hold of my heart that day on the road and I've never, never forgot it when He came into my heart. Guys, can I tell you something this morning? You can look at me like I'm crazy. That's all right. Mevlin does it every day. <laughs> Never forget, never forget. You may not know the time. You may not always remember the place. But you'll never forget the time that Jesus Christ laid hold of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lay hold of you. That's Listen, salvation, an experience like that, is not a little wink coming down the aisle. It's not following somebody and just saying, a, not even letting a preacher pray a prayer over you. When Jesus Christ lays a hold of you, old things are passed away and all things... You become a changed person. Amen. And this is why we're not having revival in the church is we've got a lot of people that made head decisions but not heart decisions. I'm the greatest person in the world in my own mind. Amen. Amen. And you are too in your own mind. Let me agree with me. Now, some of y'all think you're the one. You sick. <laughs> Amen? If you don't think you're the best and you can do the best and do that, listen. In my own mind, I'm the best. We all deal with that. It's called the flesh. That's why God has such a hard time of laying hold of us. That's why we have a, such a hard time of going after God because there's other things pulling us in the other direction. You ever feel like you go after God for a week or two and then you get pulled right back? Right back in the same old way of living. Same, and then you go after God again. And then He pulls you back. I don't know about y'all, but I've been pulled back and forth until I finally decided like Paul, listen, I'm going to press on. Everything that I've tried in this world has not brought me no satisfaction, No happiness. The only thing that's ever brought happiness and peace to my heart is when Jesus Christ laid hold of me. It's not about money. It's not about prestige. It's not about job. It's not about the school I attend. It's not about who I marry. It's not about what church you go to. Amen. For all you die-hard Baptists, it's not about what church you go to. It's not about what's over the door, but it's what's in your heart. Amen. Give God a hand for that. And Paul said, I'm pressing on. That's why I, Paul said, that's why I preach and do what I do. That's why I, that's why I go from town to town and walk and go thousands of miles of preaching the gospel and seeing people. Because He laid a hold of me. Amen. And that should be the number one reason this morning, Dwayne, why all of us want to serve Jesus is because he, he chose me first and laid a hold of me first. When you're truly saved... You can't help but want to go after that which laid hold of you first. Amen. That lay a hold of is like being arrested. <laughs> I was going to ask how many that ever happened to, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Amen. It's like when you see someone get arrested; they lay a hold of them and they take control of their actions and their lives right then. Paul said on the road to Damascus. Listen, when I got saved, God took control. It wasn't a change of, it wasn't a coming in and and I made a little commitment to him. It wasn't I didn't turn over a new leaf. I'm going after God and love him this morning because he saved me through and through, and I'm a changed person. Now let me say this. After we're saved, that don't mean you're going to be perfect. How many of y'all got perfect if you got saved? I was going to let you come preach for me, and I'll sit down and listen to you. Amen? (laughs) Nobody's perfect. It's still a battle with the flesh. But I have found out the more I seek after God, the more I love God, the less I sin. Thank you. Y'all get that on the way home. The more I go after God, the less I have time dealing down in stuff I don't need to be into. Because I'm always focused and I'm going after I'm pressing on after Jesus. I don't Listen, when I'm truly pressing after Jesus Christ, I don't have to look back in the week and say, Did I do enough for you, Jesus? Lord, am I doing the right thing? When I'm loving Jesus and pursuing Him and seeking Him with all my heart, I don't think them things. I don't have time. You don't have time to be distracted. Now, you're still going to sin. You're just going to sin less. Amen? We all have struggles from time to time. How many of y'all have struggles from time to time? We all have them. Everybody has struggles. But when we stay focused on seeking after God, it's amazing how we sin less. Look what Paul says in verse 13. Brethren, he said, I do not count myself to be apprehended... But one thing I do, he said, "I forget those things." Now how many of y'all ever forgot something? <laughs> do you know what? You really didn't forget it? Amen? I mean, somebody does something to me. I tell him I forgive them, and I let's forget and forgive. But you know what? Just the way I am in my flesh, about three years down the road, something will rise up in me. I can't believe that Pickerwood did that to me. <laughs> I can't believe that dirty, rotten, scoundrel did that to me. Three, and I let him. That's where the, when I stop seeking Jesus, I get bitter. When I stop focusing on God and going after Him, I start taking it out on people. And most of the time, you'll take it out on the ones you live with. Amen? Guys, I'll give you a big amen right there, man. You should have jumped on it. But Paul said, I forget. The only thing about God, He forgives us, but He forgets too. Amen. We forgive, but sometimes we just don't forget. Paul said that I forget those things. What Paul is meaning, he said, when I forget those things, I'm not influenced by them like I used to be. My life and my walk with Jesus isn't affected. Them things don't affect me like they used to. How many can say a big amen to that? Amen. When you came to Christ and you walked away and went to seeking after God, that them things don't affect you like they used to do. Some of us have been saved from alcohol and drugs and, and all of that. And you see, you hear these testimonies, how God delivered him from these things. He still has the power to do that today, guys. Yeah. Amen? He still has the power to change and cleanse anybody. But Paul said, "I'm not affected by that stuff anymore." Then he goes on to say, "But I leave those things behind and I reach forward to those things which are ahead." He said, "I reach behind and I forget those things which are ahead." I wrote this down in my Bible because I love. I put this on Facebook this morning because I love this. We can't change our past. How many in here agree with me? You cannot change your past. Paul knew that. No matter how many people he killed, he knew he could never change his past. The past is the past. But here's what Paul said. I may not be able to change my past, but I can change the meaning of my past. The more I seek after Jesus Christ, the more I go after Him, the more I follow and forget that junk, what I used to be and how I used to act. I I, I can't forget who I used to be. I don't care if you was on drugs. I don't care if you was an alcoholic. I don't care if you was gay. All things are passed away. All things become new. I can't change who I used to be. I can't... listen. You can't help whether you got one divorce, two divorces. You can't help that. All you can do is live right today where you're at today. You can go on right today. Yes, listen, you can't worry about tomorrow. But you can change and seek after God today, right now. Now, now, people's not always going to believe you. They're always going to... The devil's very good about holding his past up to us. Amen? How many of y'all have problems with your past? Be honest. By the time you tell people you're going to church or you got your family, things are going good. and this Boy, I remember what you used to be like. Amen? I remember how you, boy. I've had people come to me even after I've been preachers. Boy, I remember what you used to be like. And you know, it's very easy to say, I'm sorry, I know. But... Sometimes you just got to stand up and say, I'm loving God. I'm seeking, I can't, my past is my past. But I'm going to change the meaning because I want to show you the power of God. What I used to be and where I'm at today. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is out there in that world. What a testimony. What a testimony. So do not be ashamed of your past. But pick up where you're at today and go after Jesus today. Go after him. Apprehend the one that apprehended you. That's why I love David. That's why you look back in Psalms and David's writings. As a deer panteth for the water, so my soul thirst for a living God. We don't experience stuff like that today in the church. We don't know what it means to thirst and hunger and Thirst. For Jesus Christ. David, when he missed being in the presence of God or something happened, he, his soul thirsted for the presence of God in his life. Sometimes us today, we can go two and three and four days without opening this book up. I'm being honest. I've been there with you. See, I, I, y'all think I, I always preach to me then to you, amen? But some of us can go days without praying. Let me ask you this. Does it, are you thirsty for him? Or do you not think about it? See, God throwed this at me. How much do you love God, George? When your feet hit the floor in the morning, who are you thinking about? Most of us are thinking about what we got to do when we get a job, where we go, who we got to please. I got to get this done. I got to be on time here. I got to go here. I got to finish this job. And not one time have we seek the living God. Amen? How many's done that? And then noon rolls around. You take a first break and then you go to lunch. And still things are happening. By the time you get to lunch, you're already thinking about quitting time. Amen? When I used to work at Corps, I'd think about quitting time at 9 in the morning, first break. Amen? <laughs> but by noon, you're already thinking about what you're going to do when you get off. Where are you going to go? Got to have the kids here. Got a ball game. Got gymnastics. Got to go here. So then, now we're already up at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Now we're at the kids. And now we're thinking about, man, I'm beat. I can't wait. I've got to get home and give me a little rest. And so then we go home and we get the rest. And we went a whole day. See how easy it is not to seek after God. But Paul said, I want to be influenced by God. What influences your thoughts during the day? How many times do we think about God during the day? You say, Brother George, that's a tough verse that you preach about. Pray without ceasing, rejoice forevermore. Brother George, I drive a forklift. I can't go around and pray. I would kill 16 people. He's not, listen now, he's not really saying you're on a bypass on the way to work in the morning and you close your eyes and put it on cruise control. <laughs> Amen? This is why God made us so unique in our relationship, we don't even have to talk to pray to God. Amen. I can be laying there, guys, in trouble all around me, storms blowing, I don't even have to yell out, but in my, listen, my spirit bears spirit with God. Amen. My spirit bears witness with his spirit. And he says, I hear you, George. Amen. I know what you're doing. I know what you're in. I'm still here. I'm your Savior. I'm your refuge. I'm your buckler. I'm your shield. And I've never said one word. Isn't it amazing? Praying without ceasing and seeking God continually. You can do it walking down the hall at the office. Amen? You can do it at the lunch table. You can do it at home at night. You can do it laying in bed. Paul said, I want to go after. But the whole reason you got to remember is are you going after God because what he did to you? Or are we going after God to get what we can get? And boy, there's some people out there in this world that will get what they can get. Be the pastor of a church. And listen, I've got compassion and I love people. But I'm not in for using nobody. Whether it's a church, a business, or whatever. Amen? But some people, all they come to church for is to get what they can get. But you know what? This is why we're here this morning. Is God says, I laid hold of you. Now you lay something back to me. And here's what our main excuse is. God, I have nothing to offer. I'm not talented. I can't sing. I could probably preach better than Brother George is, but I'm not going to tell him. I can't play an instrument. I can't lead children. I can't teach. All you're doing is excusing. Listen. I know this, when hunting season comes around, there's some guys in this church that get intense. How many of y'all get intense over deer hunting? You guys better, you guys that hunt, I see you at Walmart, man. You packed up, got orange, you got gun bullets, you got, man, your bow. I can go to the bow shop and see about half our church in there. Man, they getting airs cut, they buying broadheads, they got face paint on. Got a brand new climbing stand. State-of-the-art bows. I mean, them things, you just shoot and you don't even hear them. That's it. Quiet. Brand new guns. Man, we'll invest in guns. And then you got to have stuff to get you there. Then you got to buy a mule. Amen. <laughs> I got one. It's not ungodly, okay? <laughs> but then you put all this in. And, and man, you lay there the night before. And you talk. I do anyway. do I? Man... In November, before gun season opens, I try to stay awake as late as I can. Ain't no sense me going to bed at eight. Man, I turn over and I see horns. I turn over and I see horns. I get up and look at the clock and there's horns. And I lay back down, I hit my pillow, and I toss, and I turn, and I finally I look, and it's three fifteen in the morning. Man, at four I'm getting up, I don't care. I've done that a lot, I'm just intense, I'm excited, I'm ready. What Paul is saying is, he says, I want the church of today to go after Jesus Christ as much as they go after a deer. When's the last time you've laid awake on a Saturday night and tossed and turned and said, Jesus, let your glory show up today. I can't wait to see your presence in that place. That's knowing if we love God or not. When's the last time you said, I want my children to experience Jesus? And that's what I'm all about, guys. I could care less about religion. It's all about a relationship. That's what it's about. They probably would have done run me off by now, amen? Because that's what it's about. I'm here to see Jesus change people's lives. This church should be here. And listen, when the people you hang out with, you should man—you don't even have to say a word. But when they just hang out with you and they're just around you, it should make them want to go after him more. If it's running them off, there's something wrong. I'm gonna close. I had a whole lot more to preach, but I I don't even think I preached nothing. I give her. Amazing how that works. But see, all of this is possible. When when I love God, listen, there's a transformed power in in loving and going after God. That's how we're transformed. That's how you grow. Now, there's a lot of churches. There's two things happening in church today. They teach a lot about knowing God. They give scripture. They give classes. We have Bible studies. We have Wednesday night Bible studies. We have Sunday morning Sunday school. We have men's group. We have women's group. You know what? We already know God pretty good, amen? But there's a difference in head knowledge. There's a lot of church going people today that got head knowledge. They could out quote me on Scripture, Johnny. I mean, they could turn around and. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, and that used to amaze me when I first started preaching. Man, when I was young, in my first year or two in preaching, I'd be amazed at church members and other preachers even. I said, man, God, if I ever get up, man. I want to be a roller coaster like him, man. They just spit out them scriptures left and right. But as I grew up, spiritually I realized it's not about how much you can quote scripture. There's people that can quote scripture that go to hell. I know that's not a popular word, but that's alright, it's real. No sense avoiding it. People that I know that went to church for 40 years, 50, 60 years. <laughs> Their name are on some buildings, but they had head knowledge. And then there's another part of a church that all they do is come in and get real emotional. Amen. I got goosebumps. It's Jesus. No, you just code, cover up sometimes. Amen. Now don't get me wrong, Jesus, listen, I've been, in, I've been in the presence of God where my hair stands on end in, in his presence. Being in his manifested presence and his manifested glory is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Sometimes I'll get to preaching up here and running back and forth, and I'm not this I can get through, Paula, and don't know half the stuff sometimes I see it. I'm thinking, boy, I hope I did good. But you know, God's not an author of confusion. His Spirit ain't going to make you do stuff you don't know about. He's in full control of your life and controlling your mind and your thoughts. And that's when we're seeking after Him. But then there's some that get the goose That's all they do. But see, God's sitting up in heaven going, guys, we need a balance. I want the church to know more than just Scripture. But I want them, it's called Spirit. In truth. I want you to combine both of them. Why can't we as churches do that? We got churches all over. I hear preachers all the time. I don't like that new music going on down at your church. Well good, you don't go to my church. There's a church for everybody, guys. It used to bother me when people would come in and say, well, I sure do like them old hymns. Well, I do too, but I've heard I Fly Away about a million and a half times. It's still a godly song. But then, on the other hand, some people say, well, them new ones just aren't anointed as them old ones. Half year old hymns are written after pub songs anyway. After the music, it's it's not about, listen, the devil loves to get us in wars over preference. That's all he's doing. It's not about whether you wear a suit or a tie, or you wear blue jeans. It don't matter if you're preaching a shirt or preaching a suit. It don't matter if you sing the old or sing the new. It doesn't matter. The big deal is, are you loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul? You won't worry about it. You won't worry about it. I tell people all the time, if you'll love Him with all your heart, mind, and soul, you'll miss half the stuff that goes on in church. You say, I don't know what you're talking about. You'll get it on the way home. You'll be all nothing but focused on Him. Where are you at this morning? Has Jesus Christ been... Has the Holy Spirit been convicting you to come after Him? You say, Brother George, I, I'm, I'm saved. It's just, I had not been in church in a while. Hey, listen, if you truly ask Christ into your heart, He saved you. All right? That's the first step we've got to remember to get over. You need to know whether you know Jesus. There's only two things. You either know Him or you don't know Him. There's no in between. <laughs> Amen? You either know Him or you don't know Him. It's not about, well, Tuesday I was half saved. <laughs> no! You're either cleansed by the blood or you're not cleansed by the blood. Now, there's been a lot of times the devil comes in and tries to doubt because, listen, we've got to remember God's love is based on He loves us for who we are, not what all the time what we do. He loved you. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, that that He says that He loved us first. First. My grandma used to say this all the time. We'd stand up and test them. I just want to stand and say I love Jesus because he first loved me. That's what she used to always say. He, he, he loved you first, guys. And I don't have enough words to sit here today and explain God's love for you. If I did, if I, could, if I could uniquely get God's love out, all of us would be on our knees up here seeking him at altar time. If we truly understood God's love and his grace and his mercy, But you may be here this morning and say, Brother George, I want to go after more of God. I want more of my family, more of myself. That ought to be all of our prayers, to have more of God. I want to be a God chaser. I want to go after Him. All you got to do is go. (laughs) What's holding you back? All you got to do is go. When the Holy Spirit convicts, all you got to do is move. There ain't nobody in this building or the devil holding you back this morning only thing that holds us back is a hard heart. A hard heart. He convicts and I turn away. He convicts and I turn away. He convicts and I turn away. He convicts. I turn away. He convicts. I turn away. He convicts. convicts. And you wonder why you can't hear God's voice this morning. Go after Him. Church, I want to make a challenge Pleasant Hill. Let's go after Jesus. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think about me, my preaching, this church, our worship, our people, what we do. I want them to say, hey, that's one church that goes after Jesus right there. That's all it's about. That's what it's about. It's not about how much Baptist doctrine we know or Presbyterian doctrine. It's about how much Jesus do we know. Let's all stay in quietly. Heavenly Father, I love you this morning. Lord, help us to go after you this morning. And Lord, we've all come to a place where we've failed you at times. None of us are beyond temptation in this building this morning. None of us are beyond falling. But Lord, when you fall, when I fall, Lord, you want a repentive heart of me. Lord, when I mess up, you want me to repent and turn to You, and You're sitting there with Your grace and Your arms wide open, ready to fill me up, ready to energize me to keep following after You and going. But Lord, if I reject that, I'm going to be a cold, dead, lukewarm Christian the rest of my life that's never satisfied with nothing in the world through materials. Nothing satisfies because God has made a hole in each one of our hearts. And it's only fit for Him. It's made for Him. That's where the only true satisfaction comes is through God. It's not about our material things as nice as they are. It's not about our house and making more money. You know, if I'm not loving God this morning, I'm not accomplishing very much. So where are you at this morning? How much are you going after God? How much are you loving God? I'm not talking about loving the church and loving its doctrines and its its system. I'm talking about strip it all down to the cross. Strip everything away that's man-made and come this morning and kneel at the foot of the cross and love Him because He first loved you. Amen. Heavenly Father, have Your way in this altar call this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Give us direction this morning. If there's someone here that's not saved, Lord, convict them that they need you as their Savior because without life, they have nothing. Lord, rescue us this morning out of, our, out of the states that we're in. And we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, come this morning right where you're at. Step out right where you're at. Don't worry about what anybody's looking, what anybody's saying. What is God speaking to your heart?